Chittister MD. Chit chat with Chitty Chittister. Hey everybody, welcome back. Hey, this is now season two, episode two of Chit Chat with Chitty MD. I am Jerry Chittister, MD, medical doctor, plastic surgeon, is that what hand that means? surgeon. Yes, MD's medical not, doctor. Not according to our children. What does it mean? My what does daddy. it mean? To them, it means my dad, my daddy. <laughs> I see rings right now. I can't stare at that light, by the way. <laughs> just don't stare into the light. We, we got a big ring light. I think you just turn it. We can turn it down a little bit. Don't All right. you have it that bright when you're doing your Instagram stuff? Yeah, and it's blinding. <laughs> it's freaking. I do it about this brightness though, because it's right next. It's like literally, I put yeah. it like this close, because I'm my phone. Oh, I guess that, that, if you're that close, then it's around you. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> anyway, so. Here we are, episode two. I hope you guys had a chance to check out last week's episode talking about ghosts. Um, my personal experience goes, you had some experiences, you talked about some stuff. Mandy and I have had experiences together. I had someone reach out to me about, because I talked about Monticello. They were like, hey, and they knew people that lived in Monticello. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I went and found a video on YouTube of some kids who broke into Bingham and... <laughs> And just filmed it, and it was just real. It was like from ni- uh, two thousand or something, and so it was oh. real creepy to watch. But I, I watched, was, I watched I was it right before stuff. I went to bed too. So oh, I was yeah. looking stuff up on online, trying to find like stories or wives' tales or whatever. CMD means my dad. Here, let me see it. The frame's like broken. Anyway, yeah, so I am a plastic surgeon and a hand surgeon. I say hand surgeon. Oh, plastic surgery training actually involves hand surgery. So for six years, I did my plastic surgery training. Hand surgery was integral into what we learned. So every plastic surgeon that comes out of training should know how to do some basic hand surgery. Um, I went and did another year fellowship in hand and upper extremity and orthopedics at USC in Los Angeles, East LA, LA County, USC Keck. So if you've ever been in that area, it's fun. Are there any more acronyms or words you could use to describe it? Nah. <laughs> That's where there. you did your uh, famous Kiki challenge dance. Oh, yeah. On the roof yeah, there. on the roof. Yep, oh, USC. Yeah. I was atop the helicopter pad. I was atop LA County Hospital. That is a busy, busy, talk about busy hospital. That's why I wanted to go there because it was so busy, so much trauma. I mean, sorry. When you got to work, not only the busyness and the trauma of Keck, but you got to go to CHLA too. Yeah, I had a lot of pediatric. Um, hand surgery at um, Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Yeah, that was awesome. That's a really cool hospital, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, their cafeteria, it's HBO Cafe. It's HBO Cafeteria. So, like, every floor is, like, you know, these huge companies have donated money. If you ever go to, like, Panda Express, you know, there's always, well, like, even, oh, like, the donate. hospitals here, like, they all yeah. have areas named yeah. after donors. So, there's yep. is named HBO Dude, Cafe. Yeah, huge oh. HBO sign. But get this. So, you walk up and each of the floors is like a different company. So, like the seventh floor is Panda Express floor. And, and you go up there and there's like... You know, it so, says when they like ask Panda you Express. to round up your change and it goes <laughs> to a children's hospital, really that's yeah. where it goes. And like there are McDonald's. I mean, there's like... Maybe, I don't know if Toys R Us anymore, but... There's HBO like different is big a little companies. random <laughs> for a yeah. children's hospital. Is that HBO Family? You're thinking of Game of Thrones. It don't matter. <laughs> yeah, all those three-year-olds Maybe in there watching there, Game there of Thrones. There must be something with uh, someone that works at HBO that's like has some kind it's of cool affiliation hospital. with the yeah. hospital or something. Yeah, I liked it there. Great experience. So, okay. Last week, yeah, so talking about ghosts. Um, yeah, if you guys have ghost stories, share it. You know, Share with us on YouTube or 
you know, DM us some stories because we are going to probably have a follow-up to that episode. Um, there's a ghost hunter that I know of. Um, I invite her back on. She has her own YouTube channel. Well, that would be awesome. Actually, yeah, I want to have her come on. I actually want to go out. We should go out with her. You know, I was thinking, I was like, it would be fun to do like a, like a on, on, si- on like, site. Yeah, moving like, I don't know, go uh, yeah. hunt, hunt down Instagram followers or something. Like, like yeah. stalk people. Well, no, like go find them in the street. Like, no. oh, you recognize this? Here's $100. This, <laughs> this week has been crazy for that. What do you mean? For, for people Instagram that, followers, yeah, for you. you. Didn't oh. you go, you met one of them in person somewhere, right? I saw you. Dude, it's that. getting, so like, I don't know. It's just Utah. So like, it's not a big place, you know, but yeah. so I think a lot small of Small Lake City is what we've heard small, it called. Yeah, my followers are mainly Small Lake City. Well, <laughs> that yeah. too. But yeah, we went to some restaurant the other day. It was awesome. Like, um, person came up and was like, hey. We went to Hire's Big H, which is so yeah. good. Their hamburgers and their yeah, shakes. They have awesome food. But the owner there is awesome. He, him and his wife uh, follow us. So took a selfie with them. He sent it to his wife. He's excited. We walked in and he, he like did a double take and he's like, are you Dr. Chittister? And we're <laughs> like, awesome. and I'm like, he's like, can I get a selfie? So I'm like, here, let me take it. And he's like, no, we need the whole family. Yeah, okay. You're famous. Nice. So, <laughs> it, he was so cute. Did you guys, uh, you guys did an interview for a TV show or something, right? We did. Yeah, we can't talk about the details, but yeah, we did. So, <laughs> shut that Don't down. talk shut about that it. Down. Yeah, sure. yeah, we can talk about it. What are you guys going to be doing? Like, do you have to do like more interviews? So, there's for two it, shows. Um, are you yeah. still, are you doing that first show still that you were doing? Yeah, previously? yeah, we're still working on that. It makes me realize like this whole business is just crazy because stuff changes so quickly. quickly. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's like because we've been doing this for like eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. It just keeps it keeps evolving. So I think it's going somewhere. It's just it's well, it's it like, some of the uh, people I follow on YouTube who are like really big. Like they get presented a lot of TV opportunities, but. Mm-hmm. They don't want to take them like simply for that purpose because it takes forever to develop something in like the traditional mm-hmm. TV it's media. Crazy yeah, and like, like YouTube, instant. you get the immediate gratification yep. of oh, I posted it and the people that follow me are watching it. Yep. And so, mm-hmm. like they usually don't go and do those things because of it takes forever to see I some mean, kind your of traction. Exposure may be different, you know. Like YouTube, I mean, unless you have a huge following, but even then, I mean, you know, yeah. if you're on a network channel, I mean, you're down, you're talking tens of millions of people you know potentially but you're right like it doesn't matter because youtube you know you get millions of followers or whatever well, this, it doesn't matter. this one guy he has 15 million followers yeah that's but huge. even then like you know he still he he likes the immediate gratification of yeah giving it Filming, to when you're in control posting. of it yeah. that's what we've talked about that's why we i think we kind of initiated this we're like well you know what like we can do these tv shows and that's working in the background but we're like let's just do this now and do our own thing and have fun doing it and get the more instant gratification People don't have to wait for, you know, two years to see something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those fifty subscribers we have, they're like dying to see this new content. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. It'll get there. Everybody no, we're actually at, we're figures. up in the seventies now. Bang. <laughs> actually, you know, since you did the uh, tonight you did the new giveaway mm-hmm. and we got like over hundred and fifty subscribers or hundred and fifty followers in like thirty minutes. On Instagram. Wow. Oh yeah, dude. It's just going to get ramped up, by the way. So, you guys, this is my the Mary Chidmas. This is, like, my favorite things for Christmas. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, it's so – it's not played out, but so many people have done the 12 Days of Christmas. Like, yeah, we know. We get that. But we want to do something a little bit different. So, that's why we're doing my favorite things because there's things that you may have noticed on my Instagram that I talk about all the time that I like. So, I'm trying to give those things away. Beamers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, on the one post, you had people guess. A lot of people guessed. 
very correctly. Like it's like scary how well they know me. Yeah, yeah. because you talk about so. You should have done your so first one as uh, Mountain Dew. That's what you should oh, just. I know. Start. One big case I, I was surprised you started as big as. Lula I know. Lemon. Yeah. Well, I was like, yeah. Oh, wow. What? Are you, how, where are you going to go from here? You're going to go exactly. backwards, maybe. I guess. No. You're going to end with Kickstarters. Yeah. <laughs> right, ending with the AirPod Pros. Yeah. And something else. We have some big stuff coming. Mm-hmm. Some exciting yeah, I think stuff. You're like 900, 900 uh, followers away from giving out 10, those. 000. Even less now. It's like I was just checking. I mean, we're up at almost ninety two hundred just from oh, really? this evening. Yeah. It was ninety one hundred yesterday. That's Dude, I woke up. I had like thirty seven new followers overnight. I, I don't know. People are awake. I guess you'll be giving those away pretty soon. I think what's uh, been very helpful. So I have. I get plastic surgeons. I get other specialties surgeons messaging me all the time about my Instagram. I don't have that many followers, you know, like it's not a lot, but I think you guys that follow me, you're like real people. You actually mean it's, something to me. It's because and, you've done it organically and mm-hmm. yeah. you haven't bought yeah. followers. And... Well, and you're well, genuine. We, give, we, we buy yeah. them through gift cards. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it's just trying to get exposure, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, like I have people all the time messaging me like, well, how do you do this? And honestly, it's, it's my Make time. Make a lot of TikToks. I love so TikTok. speaking of TikToks and TikToks. like finding Instagram followers, he was he went <laughs> to the bank to deposit something, and I was on like the phone with him, so I could hear everything going on, like on, <laughs> yeah, speaker, on speaker, you know. And all of a sudden, they're like, "Is there anything else I can do for you?" You know, he's like, "Nope, that's it." And she's like, "I hope you're gonna go make go home and make more TikToks." Or she said something about I heard her say something you're gonna do about your daily making TikTok. 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 Like it was, when are you gonna post your daily TikTok? And so there was he, no indication <laughs> that she knew you no, knew yeah. of you before I was that. No, down. yeah, and I'm like, what the? And so he looked <laughs> up <laughs> and he looked over and there's three girls like. Oh, they knew who you were just looking. And they're like, they're all, you're our favorite. And he's like, okay, I'll go home and make one and I'll tag you. And she's like, okay, this is my name. And she like gave her handle. Yeah, I tagged her And then another one messaged him. She's like, I was there too. This is, you know, so he tagged both of them in the TikTok. It was so funny. um, He was like, a t shirt designed for for you specifically for TikTok. So we'll we'll roll that out at some point. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. So that's the other thing. It's some merch. We can give you some merch. Yeah, I. Uh, you got some awesome designs, dude. Well, there's only two designs, but they come in a lot they of different good. colorways. I love it because you know. Well, when we put them on, like a few months ago, we put them out there, and people voted. Those were the mm-hmm. two they liked. Cool. Um, so I figure we can do those, but uh, it's all you know. Doing the website was the first part. Now we have to actually go make the shirts. So. <laughs> <laughs> Run. Okay, well, He's we've good gotten some chit-chatting done, but let's introduce your guest. Yeah, so our first guest here today is Cheryl. Hello. First guest season two. I'm the first, first guest. guest. Yeah. You are our first special guest. Mindy is like our honorary guest slash honorary host. She's always there. But you're our first guest for this season. I'm trying. She's Thank really you. only Thanks. not on like two so I mean, she's, so she's pretty much. It's just the three of us that do it. Yeah, I try and run away and hide. How many other guests but... have you had before me? We've had four. Few. Four. Four. Okay. four out of the eight episodes we had guests, not including the kids. The kids uh, were on one of the episodes. Okay. And then we had the employee roast one time. Did you count them? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, a lot of guests. So we're trying five. I guess five episodes of guests. Yeah, I think it makes it. You know, is. Uh, as entertaining as me and Jerry sometimes are, I think uh, people would rather <laughs> like hear some unique there. stories from guests. So it's always I, I look forward to the guest episodes more than trying to fill an hour of talk between me and Dude, Jerry. I can talk all the time. Well, I know you can. I can talk. <laughs> I talk all day. Me and Ron just sit here. 
Yeah, I literally talk to my patients all day. I talk on Instagram all day. <laughs> I just talk. You're very entertaining. <laughs> or just people, yeah. That's why people love you. Zoning me out. <laughs> um, so Cheryl, you, you, we've known you for a long time. Yeah. For like how We're long? We're basically family. We were, yeah. Yeah. Since you were like a baby, pretty much. Basically, yeah. Pretty well, sure I changed your diaper a couple so times. I actually, <laughs> I actually knew Cheryl's sisters yeah. in elementary school. Yeah. So yeah, you probably did change your diaper. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were. They changed her diapers. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, but, you know, we'll talk about why we had you on today, why you're here. Mm -hmm. um, but tell us maybe a little about yourself, maybe about your family if you want, or sure. kind of what you do. And... Uh, well, I work for... Mindy's family at the pharmacy cool. um, as a tech, and then I just stay at home with my baby, who's three, and she is just... She's a cutie. She's cute, yeah. She's so cute. Three. When did she turn four? August. Okay. So she's, oh, so she's about, just recently. Yeah. She's a couple she's months in, older than McKay. She's yeah. in preschool, daycare. Oh, yeah. So she's just Loving crazy. Life. Yeah, she's just <laughs> insane. Awesome. Is she a three-nager yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. She was a teenager uh, at two, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, McKay's... We yeah, have moments know. of that, but... Wait, McKay, every time chill. I've ever seen him, he seems like... <laughs> he's so He's pretty. the perfect angel. He really is. And he's, I'm always he's like... pretty good. Anytime I bring Tice around, I'm like, oh, man. Like, he this, talks so well, He makes too. Tice look so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Tice is great. <laughs> McKay is no, pretty chill. Yeah, he's, he's funny. What's he been talking about lately? About something about peppers or spicy or something? What was he yes, saying? Yes, Daddy eats green peppers, and he goes peppers. Peppers. They're spicy his, peppers. He has this funky accent. Peppers. Just recently, his R's, his R's and it's my R's. favorite. I love so it. So cute. Water. He's rolling his R's he loves already. Water. Or water. <laughs> like emphasizes the R's. But yeah, he made. He, so one day, Jerry had a plate. Or maybe it was me. Maybe I had a plate and it had some jalapenos. I like the flavor of jalapenos, but sometimes they get too spicy for me. So I'll have them in my food, but then I'll push them to the side and I won't eat the jalapeno. Well, McKay decided to eat it. <laughs> so he just picked it up and popped it right in his oh. mouth. And Did he die? Yes. Oh. And then he did it again. Oh. So he liked like, it. Stop. He's addicted so to the pain. So now he knows. He... he can only eat. And the only green thing he likes to eat is yetis. Yetis. He, <laughs> he loves, loves yetis. yetis. We were at Leatherby's, his ice cream parlor, like creamery. He literally ordered flipping lettuce. He, I got him a side salad. We got, him, we got our two-year-old a side salad. He said it was eating My salad. daughter loves lettuce we're, too. Dude, she won't eat anything so else. She literally will really? get a hamburger and yeah, I'll get the, the one from In-N-Out yes. with the lettuce wrap yeah. and she will literally eat all the lettuce and that's, we'll leave it. That's how he, he is. So yep. that's why I ordered him the side so salad funny. and he was delighted. Our other two kids, no way. No way. Yeah. No it's just funny. This two-year-old loves Yetis. And he loves rice. Like, Yetis sounds Yetis. like a, a product being sold by Kanye. It does. That's, that's, what, he, that's what he would call it's his easy lettuce. Yetis. Easy Yetis. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it's pretty awesome. And he loves rice. So he loves my, my mom's restaurant because he loves to eat rice. Mm -hmm. Grandma's to eat rice. We went over to visit them on Sunday. and He's he like, rice. can I have some rice? Like, where's my rice? He my sees rice? my mom and he just wants rice. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, bro, that's borderline racist. <laughs> that's funny. So my mom has these like little, it's like Korean rice and they come in. I, I do, I don't know. This is, to me, it's. She much, bought you like three packs. They're yeah. So this pantry. is the thing. It's shelved rice. You cooked. open it up and you, you just heat cooked, it. But it it's, tastes good. I don't know how you heat it up. It's cooked and it's like gooey kind of, but good. 
It's kind of that sticky. It reminds rice. me of Nesquik. Like a box of rice? Dude, it's, it's like, like a Nesquik chocolate milk. How can you have chocolate top? milk on a shelf for like three years and then drink it and it still tastes good? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's not weird. milk. Lots of preservatives. What is it? Yeah. yeah. It's cancer. I, I think it's changed because I used to, when I was in college, I loved Nesquik chocolate milk. I would literally stop it. So right when you get off the 215 freeway on Foothill, because go up to the University of Utah, I'd take 215, you know. There's a Chevron right there. I'd go get the Chevron. I'd go get um, Fritos. So the chili cheese Fritos, and I'd get the Nesquik chocolate milk. And I then never, it changed one day. I, I never could drink the Nesquik out of the bottle because it yeah. tastes weird. But uh-huh. when I was a kid, I w- we always get the Nesquik powder oh, that's and then good. put it in the milk. Like, that's milk. way better. Yeah. Like, you can control the amount of chocolate. Yeah, well, and yeah. that and it's, it's, a, you, it's like... Milk. Well, they use yeah. different types of milk in yeah. the bottling, right? Like they True. use like really thick milk, and like mm-hmm. I just use regular, super, uh, you know, milk. grocery store. Milk, what so. kind? What percent milk do you like? Um, I like both two percent and whole. See, I'm okay. a whole right here. See, I thought when you were I gonna say it was thick, whole. I thought you were gonna say no. Like but even I, like honestly, I don't know what it is, notice the difference between whole and two percent. It's pretty close. Like to me, they're same. Like skim milk, to you'll him, notice the a difference. Huge difference. Used he, to be, if, to, I, you two percent might 2%. as well be skim milk to him. No, I two percent is fine now. You do great now. But starting after 15 dude, when years we first were married, yeah, <laughs> I could not handle. It. I was like, and dude, I was like, this is water. He wanted to go from one percent, and now I'm at two percent. But yeah, I wanted whole, and I am not a huge milk person at all. So I was at one percent, and he was like, "So we compromised with two. Well, you know that whole milk—it's not like it's one hundred percent milk. It's only like what three or four percent. No, it's whole fat. Yeah, whole fat. But the actual percentage of milk in the water—it's still super low. I know. It's gonna be. I actually thought it was like, oh, it's thick. It's all milk. I thought it was whole milk. The whole thing's milk. There's no water in here. It's gonna be hard to uh, come up with a title for this podcast if we just keep talking about milk. (laughs) That's fine. There doesn't need to be a title. This is everything. Okay. Yeah. Let's get back to Cheryl. Cheryl about nothing. So Cheryl, I don't know how we ended up talking about whole milk. Okay. But this is where we're going with this thing. Okay. So let's talk about you. Okay. So we, at the beginning of this, before we were kind of conversing and kind of talking. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your your health, your medical history, and kind of why we brought you on today and what we're going to be talking about. Maybe okay. you can introduce it. Which camera do I look at? Uh, you can look at this. That one? Yeah, this okay. That's the big one. Okay. Uh, well, this is a long story, I guess. But I, long story short, got weight loss surgery in Mexico and... But previously, before that, I had tried lots of things to lose weight. I don't think you've come to the conclusion of, like, getting surgery across, like, country border, like, lightly. I think a lot of people think that people impulsively go get surgery, you know, across the border pretty impulsively. But I had tried a lot of things losing weight, and I had a lot of health issues before I had the surgery, so I was really nervous. Um, I had a lot of lung issues. I was in the hospital like for two weeks with like pneumonia and and blood infections. And and those were a result of your weight at the time? I'm not sure, but I felt like I couldn't work out. So like my lungs were so bad, I was not able to like work out my knees, my back, like everything was like, I, I would go to the gym and I would have like the best of intentions to like go to the gym. And I know like 80% of it I hear is like just your food, but I also have like a history of like disordered eating in the fact that like emotional eating and, and kind of going back and forth. So I would lose 20 pounds and then 
then something would happen and I would gain it right back. So it was, it was something like, it was like, I would say years and years and years yeah. of that after I had my daughter, like just kind of having babies. Kind of what was the weight loss surgery you got? Was it like gastric bypass? Or? No, I didn't get bypass. So th- I got the gastric sleeve. So bypass is a little bit more dangerous is, is yeah. the research that I've done. And I didn't feel like, because bypass is usually, they recommend it for like bigger, like BMIs. And I was, I don't know what my BMI was, but I was about 241 pounds at that point, like at my highest weight. Mm -hmm. And so they had recommended, and I did a bunch of research, but they had recommended that I do the sleeve and I, and that's what I wanted to do anyway. And so the difference between the sleeve and the bypass is actually a pretty big difference. People think it's the same thing, but it's huge. It's totally it's different. Totally different. Um, and I'm glad that I did the sleeve. So the sleeve, they cut out like 80% of your stomach. Yeah, because there's different ways, right, of addressing your your diet. So there's yeah. ways, so there's, and there's all the things where, you know, they'll do these lap bands, right? So they're trying to control essentially, you know, what the, the amount of food you can take in, the amount of food you can hold, or the amount of food you can absorb, right? Mm-hmm. So that when you talk about rerouting or, you know, ruin Y or gastric bypass, right? You're bypassing the system that is absorbing a lot of that food or bypassing the system that lets you store it, mm-hmm. right? So if you don't have your stomach, a lot of people's stomachs are very expanded. And so, you know, the size of your stomach, the stretch and all this stuff affects your brain and how you think, how hungry you are. So if you can kind of trick your brain or reroute things, that's why there's like ruin mm-hmm. Y and all these ways to, you know, kind of like essentially rehook up your, your plumbing Re- system yeah. or your system to get the food. Um, but you're right. So sleeve is more limiting the amount, right? So it's actually mm-hmm. taking a portion out of that. But with that, you know, they all have different effects, right? Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about. So again, absorption. So there's things, and you probably looked into this, right? So why would one be better than the other? Mm-hmm. Um, and what have you, have you noticed anything? And, so, and we'll talk about your experience getting the surgery and stuff, but have you noticed anything in terms of your diet? Um, like, like, are you, do you have to do things differently? Like in terms of taking vitamins, supplements, what other things do you have to do now? Oh you did yeah. Before? It's crazy. People always are like, I mean, not to my face, obviously people aren't like, Oh, you took the easy way out. But like, I mean, online and things like that, a lot of people are like, oh, they just took the easy way out. And I'm like, oh, if you only knew, like, what, <laughs> like, what the after effects what the are. After not effects just are. No, it's There's... not just losing weight. And yeah, I'm not like working out crazy, like three hours a day and like starving myself in the fact that like, I'm like always hungry because I'm never hungry now. But like, I, I the effects just are crazy like I can't eat anything I mean I I literally can't eat more than like five or six bites it's then... great going to dinner with her because <laughs> you just munch on like, her I'll pay for you uh, I'll pay for your dinner yeah exactly I literally <laughs> will just eat off other of... people's yeah, plates like, so I don't so you're yeah, you're full. yeah I, yeah. I'm She's I'm just full, full after five to six bites and I I know when I get full yeah um, because my nose starts running, huh. my stomach feels tighter. Like I feel like sometimes there's like, if I eat too much, yeah. then that's bad. So I have eaten. So like I've had, when I went, I went to England just recently mm-hmm. and we had fish and chips and I took off the breading off of the fish and was just eating the fish, but I was really, really hungry yeah. and I ate too much and I ate too fast and I felt so sick. I went to the bathroom, I had to throw up. And it was like, and I literally had probably like 
I don't know, three ounces of fish, like nothing. nothing. So how long has it been since you had your surgery? So it's been nine months. So I had it in March of 2019. And so do you, is your... I guess it, is your mind supposed to like acclimate to like how much your stomach can now take in? Because what you just described, it sounded like your your mind had a different thought yes. than what your stomach did, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, honestly, like after the first, like, so I couldn't eat, I couldn't chew for mm-hmm. six weeks after I had, and, and a week before mm-hmm. you're not, you can't eat. You just were like on liquid diet? I was on liquid. And then, and then I was on pureed for mm-hmm. like three weeks. So it was like liquid mm-hmm. and then puree and then you can have soft foods and then, and then you can start having regular foods mm-hmm. after six Try weeks. Back but in. even then it was probably two months that I started actually eating mm-hmm. real food. I was on puree for like a whole month. <laughs> it so, was really rough. So mentally yeah. I was like regretting my decision for probably that's hard that's a lifestyle change well yeah and I wasn't like you know like when you don't see immediate gratification when you're like oh I'm not immediately skinny then oh screw this I'm done (laughs) like I don't know so I was like uh I was kind of regretting my decision because I was not seeing the big picture and then I wasn't seeing like further ahead where I was like oh this does get easier and so I think mentally for like three or four months I was kind of regretting that well, and, and when you're saying you know there's this perception that people think this way is the easy way out you know you can't just change your mind right. after the fact right like if I go on exactly. a diet and I start exercising I want to just be a vegan or mm-hmm. something I could just decide to quit and go back to eating meat all day right like right. that's more you can change easy your mind. right yeah. like you've made a, a permanent choice yeah that you know, right yeah. I like had therapy I had like tons of therapy around it uh that was all based here yeah you did all that here before you did the surgery yeah yeah so i've been in therapy for like three years like pretty intensive therapy but but then i had the surgery and then i just basically focused on that that aspect because you can't go back you just have to move forward with where you're at and i think after about four months i kind of accepted like where it was at like this is my decision this is what I did and I think I don't I don't regret it now for sure um but it is something that I wasn't expecting because of like the disordered eating that I had had before where the binging like the binging and the emotions I actually have to deal with my emotions now and like before I would just eat them and so it's like, okay, what am I going to do? Okay, now I can actually do healthy things. Like I can do yoga or I can, you know, do things I enjoy that aren't just eating. So Re- retail therapy? Retail therapy. <laughs> yes. Have you gotten to the point where now you feel like it was worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, I think though, that there are times where you go up and down where you're just like, Oh, oh man, you've kind of even portrayed it? a little bit of your ups and downs yeah. on your Instagram account. Yeah, like kind yeah. Of on the way down, she'll show like when she's feeling discouraged or you know this week. Do, is it weekly that you track? Yeah, I'll track like my. She'll weight be like, yeah, this weekly. week I didn't lose very much, and I was kind of discouraged and like. This, so you, this week was high. This week was low. Mm-hmm. You said your max weight was two forty one. Mm-hmm. Where are you at now? Do you know? I'm at two thirty nine. Or sorry, not two. I was gonna say uh, you need to update your Instagram because it said one thirty something. No, I'm one thirty nine. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Wow. So yeah. over hundred so pounds. I, and my goal weight was when I told the surgeon 
um, he said, what's your goal weight? And I said, 140. Mm -hmm. And that's, and I was, I would be fine between 130, 140, but I was like, 140, I'll be, you know, I'll be fine mm -hmm. at 140. I've actually never been this low since that, that I can ever remember. Mm -hmm. Literally, I, I think in high school, I, I was reading back on my journals mm -hmm. in high school and I remember writing about my weight and it was, I was like in the 160s and I was mm -hmm. like, literally never mm. been this low yeah, this since point. like middle school and if you plateaued at this point are you pretty stable at 139 or are you the last two weeks yeah i've been stable okay. at this weight and i'm fine i'm fine with where i'm at i think because i am i've got lot like i've got pretty wide hips like you can like when i lay down you can see my hip bones mm -hmm. like pretty much jutting out mm -hmm. so like i i don't know if i'm meant to be any smaller than i am right yeah. now just because yeah. My, bone bone structure. Yeah, my bone structure, yeah. So with with kind of being where you potentially want to be long term and yet you're still limited in how much you can eat and you're still trying to do exercise, is there a risk that you're going to lose too much? I I was worried about that a few months ago, like two or three months ago. I was losing really rapidly. Uh, but then I found out, well, not, I guess it was, longer. It was about four months ago. I had pneumonia again. <laughs> I got pneumonia and I was hoping, honestly, and I knew this is a stupid thought, but I was like, this is going to fix all of my health problems. Like losing weight is going to fix everything. And, and it didn't. I mean, I got pneumonia again and it was awful. And so I was losing weight rapidly because of the pneumonia that I didn't know that I had. But, um, but then I realized that I did and then I got on track. But, um, what was your question? I'm really sorry. <laughs> I get off track so, easily. <laughs> so going going forward, like, do you, if, if you continue to, you know, do routine exercise and, and your oh, yeah. meals are so low, just, you know, that's how they have to be. Like, do you risk, yeah. um, you uh, know, losing more than you want? I just reset it. Sorry. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Runs on top of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I actually don't exercise other than I, I do yoga mm -hmm. and that's it. I don't do, I haven't, I've been wanting to do some weightlifting, um, to like get some muscles uh -huh. and not just like be a saggy ball of skin. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I also am worried about that losing more because I, I've only just the last two weeks have been stabilizing and not just losing and yeah. so I want to stabilize and then I want to be able to eat more and I'm trying to get more protein in, but I hate protein shakes. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to get like beans and like meat as much as I can, but I'm only able to eat so much. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, I'm really nervous to start doing so that. I do have a question for you, you know, and this is, I think one thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, you talked about going and doing therapy before going there, kind of getting your mindset, everything ready. Was that a requirement for this person you went, this doctor you went to in, and you went to where? Puerto Vallarta? Puerto Vallarta, okay. yeah. And you'd done your research on this doctor, surgeon, whatever they were. Um, but what was the plan for follow-up from them? And then with you being here, who's following you? Do you have a nutritionist? Mm -hmm. Do you have a dietitian? Do you follow up with that doctor? Like what's, what's the kind of care? Because for me as a physician... That scares That's me. And this scary. is one of the things yeah. I want to bring up is 100%. for me, I follow up with my patients like one day after surgery, one week after surgery, three weeks, six weeks, three months, six months, one year, every year for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to know like what's their responsibility and role towards you. Yeah. I think that's one thing that you kind of miss out on when you go to Mexico. Like mm -hmm. I think that's part, part of why it is so cheap. 
And, and I, I mean, I did a bunch of research. I read a bunch of reviews. I did a bunch of like the hospital I stayed at was literally the nicest hospital I've ever been in and the best care I've ever had. And like, it was really, I mean, I did a bunch of research about it before I went. Um, and it was really scary, but, but yeah, the, I think what you sacrifice because I've done research here and I called my insurance and they were like, no matter what, we will not cover this surgery, no matter what, like Mm -hmm. whether you qualify, whatever you can yeah. Like my insurance specifically would not yeah. cover it. So that's definitely out of network. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but like I was trying to get it done in the States oh, first. So yeah. like I was calling to see if they like doctors here would, could do it for, um, that's crazy that they wouldn't do it here. Uh, no. Well, and it's insane. It's insane. Like even the insurances that do cover it, like require an insane amount oh, it's, of, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like it has to be like a life. Yeah, life-threatening issue crazy. but no, i think one of the no things... it's just they have so many strict requirements yeah. you have to hoops you have to jump through mm-hmm. because they have people that are trying to abuse the system and i see all the time because i do a lot of surgeries related oh, to right. weight loss that yeah. some are covered by insurance but yeah they want to make sure people aren't just abusing the system and doing that so they do make you go through a lot of hoops mm-hmm. so it's not a life-threatening thing there yeah that has to be that's covered but yeah, it's, these things are elective technically, mm-hmm. but you have to meet their criteria. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and the, and even like, even my insurance would be like, I was like, well, I've done all these things. I've done Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. I've had personal trainers. Like, I can show like everything I've done, and they still were like, no, no matter what, we will not. So I, so then I moved, and my sister actually had surgery in Mexico. She didn't go to the same place I did. Um, she went to Tijuana, and most people go to Tijuana for things. That's like what that. I like. It's whenever closer, I think of, it's closer, yeah, you fly to California and you drive across the border. Okay, but I just flew straight to. Puerto that what Vallarta. you pictured? Yeah, like I was, I was thinking, like I was surprised that she went to Puerto Vallarta because one, mm-hmm. it's so far away, and two, it's much nicer than I imagine medical tourism being. Like I literally pictured Tijuana, which is like. You know, a guy doing shots of tequila <laughs> right before he operates on you. Yeah, on like, yeah, like I just don't have a very good, you know, perspective of what that would be. And so I was surprised to hear his Puerto Vallarta and mm-hmm. Tijuana does sound more of what I would expect. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even, I don't want to go to Tijuana for any reason, yeah. let alone and that's medical why I procedure. <laughs> they do have a lot of surgeons there. And my sister had a great experience at her place and she's had great success as well. Um, but I also didn't want to... At first, I didn't want to tell anybody that I had the surgery, which actually when I posted, um, so I have a weight loss account on Instagram, but then I have my own personal account that I just recently posted and told everybody I actually had weight loss surgery, so (laughs) everyone can stop asking me what I'm doing. (laughs) What are you doing to lose all this weight? I'm like, oh, you know, just eating less <laughs> it's true I eat three I ounces three sugar. times a day yeah, right yeah, yeah. cutting out sugar and eating less <laughs> but but yeah i think one of the things going back to what you were saying is sacrificing the patient care mm-hmm. um i had great care while i was there yeah and i had great um like but it was there the was follow up. The, there. there was not follow up. I do have. There is a Facebook group that the doctor is part of, mm-hmm. and people post things on, and it's a good support group with other people who've had it done. And um, but other than that, like I don't get much of that. Here I have. I have. Uh, so I have my pulmonologist. 
that is my your, my your old woman oil, doctor yeah. that I'm like 80 years old with my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have my pulmonologist who recommended a gastroenterologist. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so I've been to a gastroenterologist and then my OB kind of follows as well. So mm-hmm. like I just tell all of the doctors that yeah. I go to yeah. and they're, they're pretty supportive. And then... Like I said, my therapist, she recommended a nutritionist, mm-hmm. but I don't, I haven't seen one yet. Um, and I think I might, um, in just a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. But. I'm not here to give medical advice, but I, I agree. I mean, you know, I think it's important. GI is very important because, you know, mm-hmm. all these things you can have issues with, you know, because we don't, I don't know if you have an operative report for what they actually did. You know, or if they even no. wrote one. No, but I that's don't know. important because again, it depends on you know the, the gastric sleeve, like how much they take off, mm-hmm. where do you take it off for the antrum, from the you know what part of the stomach. Like, there's a lot of parts of the stomach that can cause things like malabsorption mm-hmm. or in nutritional problems because you can't absorb vitamins, minerals, and you know we don't know the credentials of that doctor. And but um, but it's good because mm-hmm. I think as long as you're falling with someone here, that's good because they're gonna watch you and you know it sounds like your weight stable and everything. That's those are all good things and so. Um, you're right. I think, and then some people will look at that and say, well, look, I mean, my insurance didn't cover it here. What do you want me to do? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and it's a surgery yeah. that I've been wanting to do. I've done all my part, but you know, you're kind of, and I, I see that where people get trapped in this thing, like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And then you have family and this is very common. So for me, when I was in Southern California and training, we had a lot of people coming from Tijuana actually with, mm-hmm. pro- you know, problems with like tummy tucks and things yeah. and infections and stuff. And, but it's always like, oh, I had a family member that went to, you know, Mexico and they had a great experience. Mm-hmm. And so most people probably do, but you just don't want to be we the one that maybe hear has a problem. About the ones that do. Well, yeah. Just like with anything in life, you tend yeah. to hear more about the negative things right. more than the positive right. things. Well, and then you you hear about the medical tourism that happens in Mexico. Like, I don't know. I just you hear all these horror stories, and I'm like, well, those things happen in America too. Like yeah. a lot of times, it's it's a complication with the patients, not you know like it's not a doctor thing or anything else. Yeah. I know that there are places like in Tijuana, they did have something like wrong with the hospital, but that's why you have to do your research with your hospital and don't go to the cheapest place. I mean, it's way cheaper than America, but don't go to the cheapest place in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I didn't, I went to a nicer place in Mexico and I feel like it was worth it. And I mean, I did read up on like, the doctor's credentials and like what he and a ton of reviews and mm-hmm. like all, all like all these things and I felt like you know what if I don't get this done and I just keep getting away like the risks of like yeah you know like happening in surgery are you know aren't as bad as me you know you're going through. passing away from some other health issue mm-hmm. that I have mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I just felt like this was literally like one of those like situations where I was like, I have to choose. Like, I know this is well, and you, like you said, you did your research, you did a lot of stuff, you know, and I think some people, maybe they're just more impulsive and they're just like, let's go do this, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I think, you know, you did due diligence. I mean, I have people here in the U S that come and they haven't, they don't, they just haven't looked up anything. They don't Mm -hmm. know. They don't even know sometimes if it's a plastic surgeon, they just saw, you know, like, I'm like, that's not a plastic surgeon actually. Like, Oh, they're not, you know? So like you did your due diligence and like you said, you weigh, and I think that's important thing is weighing risks and benefits, Mm -hmm. right? You, you thought ahead. You're like, if I don't do something, my insurance is not going to help me. Um, I have other health issues going on, mm-hmm. and this could be even more permanent and worse. So I see where you're coming from. So, mm-hmm. you know, you do a lot of tummy tucks. Is there any um, 
are, are can people who get weight loss surgery are they eligible to also do tummy tucks at a later point or is there any kind of medical conflicts there yeah, so I, I'm pretty thorough when it comes to what we call massive weight loss. So, you know, if you've lost 100 pounds or more, um, there's definitely criteria. So one is making sure medically, you know, you're, you're healthy. And I, I always do, like for me personally, I check, you know, your vitamin levels, all those things, and make sure your weight's stable too. So I usually, you have to be a weight stable for about six months. Because if you're still losing weight mm-hmm. or, you know, kind of fluctuating, and, and weight stable, I'm talking about within five, 10 pounds. Like it's fine to fluctuate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, I so once daily. you're at that, yeah. but once daily. you're there for six months, you know, that's kind of like, okay, we've kind of met your kind of your goal weight, where you're at and where you want to be. Um, and then, cause that's also going to kind of indicate how much loose skin you have. Cause you know, they lose, you lose so much of the fatty tissue, but the skin, you're not gonna lose skin. Skin mm-hmm. doesn't fall off. You know, you burn the fat or the fat sh- shrinks down, but the skin and some doesn't. Some of the skin is elastic, you know, there's elastin in it and it's sh- yeah, some yeah. of it shrinks in a little when there's massive weight loss, well, it's, it's usually almost rapid. too rapid. That's to the thing. Yeah, in. exactly. It's like it's like both ways, right? Like if you get women who get pregnant, or you know their breasts all of a sudden yeah. gorge, their skin gets stretched out quickly. Mm-hmm. Same thing. You go the other way. You know, you lose the fat, and your shrink, your skin can't keep up with how right. fast it's mm-hmm. shrinking or uh, wants to shrink. So yeah, I mean, tummy tuck is a is a big part of massive weight loss surgery. It's one of the main you know, components. And sometimes people need very extensive it because, you know, it's from hip to hip, yeah. but even in this vertical direction, because you have skin laxity, like, you know, in this, this direction, yeah, mm-hmm. like an accordion Not direction this, this and an up and down like a blinds. But even like, and massive weight loss in general, that makes sense. But like, is there any, like having gastric bypass or gastric sleeve, like, is there any, especially if it's like medical tourism related and they don't have necessarily like the the doctor paperwork to to uh, indicate I mean, what exactly happened. Is there any like yeah. thing you have to be extra cautious of when doing tummy tucks in those situations? I mean, the only thing is sometimes there are like I mentioned, there's lap bands. There's different things where they put like a little port sometimes where people can adjust things. So probably not not the sleeve, but some there are ways you can adjust it. I didn't know that. They'll put a button. It's kind of under the skin, and then you can go in and you can um, adjust it. Like mm-hmm. you put saline or whatever, and kind of inflate, deflate like the balloon. Like for the lap for a lap band. Mm-hmm. There's different bands, yeah, that you can. Um, kind of change the diameter, so, but there's a little port, and that that's the one thing I'd want to know because I want to know where it is because I don't want to go in there and do a tummy tuck and then cut the port, you know, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh great, now they're gonna be mad at me because I <laughs> yeah. ruined their like their you know, their port. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of the main thing. Um. But again, if I check, you know, Otherwise, we're checking it's a, the tummy tuck is on a different plane than like right. Yeah, but that's the main thing I would want to know. But yeah, it's other things in terms of the actual surgery. I mean, it, usually the patients know. Like, you know, she knows exactly what she had done, at least what, you know, we, we know she's had done. Um, and I know a lot. I mean, even here in the U.S., sometimes I can't get operative reports. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and you can kind of tell, like, if you have laparoscopic scars versus a big open gash on the mm-hmm. abdomen. Like, you know, so those are things I definitely take into account, looking where scars are. Um, how much weight is lost, how rapid, how long, how weight stable, what's your nutrition level, are you going to heal? Because the big thing with um, tummy tucks is you have to heal that incision we make, you know. Well, and sometimes so they don't want or need and... a full tummy tuck. Sometimes they want a paniculectomy. What's that? Yeah, so a paniculectomy, so the panis, it's like a, an apron. So that, that yeah, skin that's that hangs down. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, it's called a panis. So, yeah, the panis would just be taking that off. And the panis doesn't, paniculectomy doesn't involve kind of incision on the belly button and addressing skin above the belly button. Yeah. So a lot of people do want that, you know. But insurances won't cover a tummy tuck. They'll cover paniculectomy sometimes. Again, there's strict criteria. Mm-hmm. Very strict. Yeah. So oh, very yeah. strict. So even then, a lot of massive weight loss patients or people who have had 
bypass or sleeves that have lost weight, like, I mean, they're paying for it on their own, mm -hmm. you know? And then, you know, arms, your mm -hmm. arms, your thighs, everywhere loses it. Everywhere. Yeah. I'm literally just sagging yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely, you know, a, pl a lot of plasterers do this. You know, I do it as well. I saw a few people today for consultation for it, you know, lower and body is that lifts. that usually when you do not just the extended, but the whole, the circumferential body lift? Yeah, there's circumferential body so lift. The there's belt lipectomies. Your hip areas mm -hmm. through so, your back and everything. Yeah, we kind of look at different areas. So I look at medial thigh, tummy, lateral thigh, buttock, right? So kind of those are the four main areas. And if we need to address all of them, then you know, there's different ways we can address that. You can do it at one stage sometimes if it's safe for the patient. Again, like we call lower body lift. So the whole body we're lifting up, including the thighs nice. and um, the tummy. And then some people, we break it up. So we say, well, look, you know, for you and your safety and your healing and your health and your pain and all that, we would do the tummy tuck first, come back in three to six months, do the lower back and lift everything mm. up. So you we can stage it. like the... This direction too. Yeah, the horizontal. Yeah. Laxity. Is that when you do the fleur de lis? Yeah, so the fleur de lis, you know, it's like a French flower looking thing. So if you look at a fleur de lis, how it looks, it's, you know, there's the horizontal component, the normal tummy tuck, the kind of the ellipse. And then imagine another ellipse vertically in the middle of that. That's a fleur de lis. So okay. that would be in both directions. Yeah. And then you have the scar. It's kind of like an inverted T. Yeah. And the scar do ends you do up that looking that one like with the T? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, if you need it. Yeah, and so it's it's always, I talk to the patients like, you know, is this worth the scar for you? Because some people have a little bit of laxity, but they're like, well, I don't know if I want to commit to that that scar because mm -hmm. I'm okay, you know, because even with uh, a horizontal, the tummy tuck incision, you can kind of cheat it in and bring everything in without needing the vertical. But some people, you just need it, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, that's, that's up to the patient. You can stage it. You can do a tummy tuck and then come back and do a floor to lead later. You know, you can always stage things, which... I, you know, I tend to do that with patients, you know, depending on their health, their age, and kind of what's going on in their lives, you know. I mean, sometimes it's not the best thing for patients to do it all at once. Mm -hmm. And you want to do it safely under six hours. So if it's going to be like seven, eight hours surgery, like I don't want to commit someone to unsafe, mm -hmm. prolonged surgery. Yeah. I was going to ask you, um, so I got in my, for my surgery, we mm -hmm. had a, they did an epidural um, oh, yeah. for anesthesia instead yeah. of it being like general anesthesia. Mm -hmm. So they did mm -hmm. What is, like, I didn't really get a chance to, like, ask them, like, why, other than I did like that idea because mm -hmm. you were it's, out. Well, because I hear that the, like, the, the risks are always in the, the anesthesia, not necessarily mm -hmm. with the, the surgery itself. It's the anesthesia. And then, so they were like, well, we kind of limit that risk by doing an epidural, mm -hmm. which is mainly a lot of the reason why I chose to go there specifically because I was nervous about, mm -hmm. like, being intubated. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, I think I'm not an anesthesiologist, but what I would say is if you talk to anesthesiologists and things, you know, I mean, they're very comfortable with managing people's airways and things. And so I think for the one part for them is like, that's not a big deal. So it is more about patient safety, right? So they look at your risk and your risk profile. Maybe they thought that, you know, someone who has a history of <laughs> multiple pneumonias and things is not a best candidate that's to have true. a tube in their throat for a few hours. Well, it sounds like they do it for a lot of patients. Do you think some of that is a so, BMI thing? Because I know some anesthesiologists are not comfortable with higher BMIs and some are fine with it. I mean, yeah, again, I'm not an anesthesiologist. I, I can't, I, I don't know in that sense. But what I would say is, is, you know, th these guys are pros at getting airways and intubating. And in the end of the day, to be able to protect someone's airway, the best way is to intubate the patient. Even though it's hard, they can do it. Mm -hmm. And that's how you protect it. Now, you may not be able to get them off the vent. And that's where, you know, you're thinking, well, okay, maybe their BMI, their weight, 
issues with you know lung volumes and anesthesia they can't because you know more bmi higher bmi your body will store the gases and the anesthesia in the fat cells so then they can't wake up from surgery and there's all these things again these are all things anesthesiologists deal with but um which i'm not one but yeah so you know they want to do it so safest you're for not you. an anesthesiologist no, I'm not. Okay. just make sure i'm not okay. okay i'm not i have a lot of friends who are but you did stay at a holiday and express yeah. last night though, yeah so. so yeah i mean there's different ways there's different levels even yeah. hand surgery I'll, I'll do stuff under local and mac because i don't want to have to put a tube in a patient even my cosmetics stuff. i don't tube patients mm -hmm. unless we have to, right? Because, yeah. but the whole thing is, we want to make sure we're able to protect someone's airway. So the anesthesiologist needs to be able to predict, or at least have a good idea of, okay, if something goes goes haywire in this case or goes south, I need to be able to protect the airway. That's like their main mm -hmm. goal of keeping you alive. Your heart pumping and then you breathing, mm -hmm. right? So they need they assess you ahead of time. So even if you get an epidural, you could stop breathing. It could go a high epidural and then your respiratory arrest. You know, so yeah. But they're comfortable. That's an interesting concept, though. I've never really thought or heard about. An epidural for surgery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes time. sense though, it like does right, because you like you know, you know, I mean, you know, yeah. right, like that the amount of I've had one pain it leaves. Yeah. Like, I never thought of it either, but I'm like, oh yeah, that's that does seem like it would help prevent any pain. Yeah, <laughs> and it, and it, well, and they told me that I'm not sure if this is true, but they were like, it helps with recovery. So my sister had it in, in Tijuana, like she was out like after her surgery like for the whole week four or five days just sitting and laying in her hospital or ho hotel room just like not able to function um but for me I was in the hospital for two nights and then I went back to my hotel and I was I was walking around the city going to the circus it was going what to the you want to do yeah you don't want to be bedridden yeah. you yeah. don't want to get blood clots in right. your legs yeah. you don't want to get a pulmonary and, clot and they were like oh it just helps because I don't do well with the general anesthesia anyway mm. so like I feel like it, I would have been out for the rest of the week had I had that but yeah and a lot of general know. involves narcotics you know I mean where we do we try to avoid narcotics because people get very nauseated and throw up the last thing you want to be doing after having a uh, oh, gastric sleeve any, is, is throwing oh, your stomach even. so these are oh. things that they have to take into consideration you know yeah so that i mean that that's good you want to do what's safe so the end they want to do what's safe for the patient and you know take all your risks into account and all that so you you mentioned you have you know a lot of excess skin now that you're dealing with how does uh how do you like think about that mentally compared to like how you felt before with just the excess weight like is that uh you know a constant struggle for you to yes <laughs> and and even with that though like you said earlier you you feel like it was all worth it and so even having the excess skin you feel like it's still way better than the alternative yeah oh yeah I mean even just the weight like I don't think people realize, I mean, I'm down a hundred pounds within like mm -hmm. not even a year. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, I can tell the difference walking upstairs, like gravity is like, I feel like so much uh, like better walking up the stairs. I'm like, I'm just like, it's just easier jumping right? around. <laughs> like it's crazy. Um, but the skin, it is hard with the skin because I, and it would have been there anyway because of my daughter. I carried her really, 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 really low. And so I had already a bunch of loose skin. Even after I had her, I lost some weight. Um, and I was like, this is not going away. <laughs> like, um, but, but yeah, it is kind of hard with that because I just see myself the same a little. And I do have still some like disordered thinking in the fact that it's like, uh, 
I still, unless, unless I didn't, like, as I've been taking progress pictures this whole time, but if I had not been taking progress pictures, I would be like, I am literally happen. the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your, what was like the thing that made you decide to, to go through the surgery and I think it was like, just, what was the tipping I, point? I think it was the, um, all of my lung issues and all of my like joint, like my knees and my back. I've got bulging discs in my back that sometimes get inflamed. Um, and that just made it worse and where I couldn't like do any workouts. So it was like, if my knees weren't hurting, my back was hurting. If my back wasn't hurting, my knees were hurting. And so I couldn't really do much working out and I just felt like I couldn't move. And then with my lung issues and like all of that, I was just kind of like, just sitting on my couch and I was getting fatter and fatter, like mm-hmm. just eating and being depressed. And I was like, I can't keep doing this. Like I have to change this for myself. Otherwise, like I'm not going to be able to like play with my daughter and like, you know, just like be who and I want to be. You're young. You're young. Yeah. I'm, mom. yeah I'm, I'm 29. I'm not even 30. And I felt like I was 80 years old. I was, I was literally going to my pulmonologist office. Like, hmm. Uh, like with other people on air machines yeah. and I'm, I'm like, I'm you guys can't be here. Yeah. 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 Gotta do something different. Yeah. So I was just, just depressed. And I think, I, I think I just hit a bottom, like a rock bottom. Yeah. And I think I, and then I just was like, gotta change it. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. My sister had had it done six months before me and she had a good experience. And she was like, it was nice to talk to her. It was nice to be able to have somebody who had had it yeah, done and sure. like were and I could get, you know, her insight and all that. Obviously, you've known these guys for a long time. Did you talk to Jerry at all like before you went like oh, saying no. you were considering like and get his <laughs> No. And I only asked cuz you know, it's He would have said, "What the heck are you thinking? Probably. Don't do that." But I mean, like <laughs> now I even I've uh, been guilty of this, of, you know, uh, asking Jerry, oh, what about this? Or what do you think of this? Right. Like, uh, you know, people yeah. want to ask doctors she that they know, right? very, very private I didn't for a tell, very long time. Yeah. I literally told, I didn't even tell my own family, like my parents. I live with my parents and we went to Mexico. Me and my husband went to Mexico and they all thought it was a vacation. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I knew, got home. I knew for months that she was going to Mexico. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought it was like, wasn't it for your birthday or anniversary? It was for, well, his birthday was that week. Okay, yeah. So See, I just it, thought we it went was the for week that. of his birthday. Yeah. And I, we came home, we had a family dinner and I wasn't eating anything. And my mom was like, are you okay? And I was like, well, I actually had weight loss surgery in Mexico. <laughs> and it was a really awkward family dinner. <laughs> But did it, did your sister talk about it more openly? Yeah, my she... sister was my sister had told her that she was going. Okay. Um, so but she, my mom supported like ahead of time. Yeah, my mom was... supported her decision. I think um, because she was much much larger than I than I was. So I think my mom was more supportive um, because of that. Because a lot of people would look at me and say, "You're not big enough to need that," and they didn't realize how much I weigh because I carry my weight well. Apparently, so mm. it's like. I don't know. I think a lot of people judge mm-hmm. <laughs> judge people who get it done that aren't like 400 pounds, um, but they don't realize how much they actually weigh. And, well, that, and they don't realize them. the complications that you're having from right. the weight you do have, regardless of right. mm-hmm. if it's extreme or not. You're obviously having medical issues and, yeah. you know, they well, don't I see know that with things. Yeah, even breasts, right? So women that have very large breasts, for example, 
you know, some women have very large, like, you know, there's like two, three letters in the bra, mm -hmm. you know, size, and some don't, but it, it's, you, it's all relative, right? Like you said, like people can have horrible back pain, neck pain, shoulder oh, grooving, yeah. rashes, and, you know, their breasts may be half the size as another woman's, but they're both having the same problems. Mm -hmm. And what we see in breast reduction surgery is it doesn't actually matter the total volume that's taken off. It's just that when you actually remove a, just some volume, it helps all those symptoms. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it doesn't, like that. you can't compare your, yeah, like yourself to, yeah, like even your sister or somebody else, like, cause it's your body and you're the one having the problems, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it doesn't matter like your way. I mean, yeah, you knew like you were, wanted to be less, mm -hmm. but you didn't, you didn't have to be 200 pounds less, you know, right. 100, but right. So when uh, you got, you know, Mindy mentioned it's great to go out to dinner with you because, you know, <laughs> you're a cheap date. <laughs> do do people tend to be apprehensive eating around you because they feel like guilty oh, yeah. that they're people eating are more? Like, Don't than... judge me what I'm eating. Don't judge how much I'm eating. And I'm just like, I literally am not even thinking about what you're eating. I just thought yeah. I can have a bite or two yeah. of it. And it's like, yeah, I don't <clears throat> worry about anybody else or like what well, they're you've eating. You've obviously been, like you said, you've been an emotional eater you've been on the other side yeah, so I totally get you're it you're just like beyond I, all of this she's I don't one judge of the least non-judgmental non people I do not judge in the anyone's world. body like no matter their size for me it was literally for me a health issue the like, only where... people we judge are the bachelor and bachelorette <laughs> <laughs> yes, I... bachelor and bachelorette we have a lot of opinions about <laughs> yeah but otherwise I had a friend <laughs> we don't care what you do yeah I do not and and people are and I'm just like do you not know me do you not know who I am because Seriously. I don't yeah. care. No. I had a friend who had gastric bypass and uh, I went out to dinner a few times after that with her and I always felt so guilty eating. Yeah. It's like, you know, she would make it I'm like, jealous. she's like, yeah, she's like, you know, don't worry about it. But I still couldn't help like knowing that it was a meal that she could have had prior to that surgery. And now after the surgery, she can. And it's almost like I'm rubbing it in her face. Oh, no. Right. Do you, so. if you have you vegan friends and you eat steak in front of them? Do you feel guilty? I, it's actually the opposite. I don't feel guilty. <laughs> I feel judged. Yeah. Like, that's, I don't feel yeah, guilty. That's, yeah, that's true. That's I feel like, oh, that I know they're looking down on me because, yeah. you know, I'm enjoying life eating the food that I want to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's, I want to talk about a little bit about the medical tourism. So, I mean, I don't know if it's because we're so close in distance to Mexico, especially being in when we were in Southern California, but going to... Was it ASAPs that we went to in New Orleans? Yeah, the aesthetic meeting. Mm -hmm. They talked the a lot about surgeons. medical tourism within the United States. Like people are traveling across even state lines yeah. to get surgery. You've experienced oh, a, lot a lot of people coming. I have all over coast to coast. And I guess they were saying plastic surgery in general in Miami is really, really, really competitive. That there's a lot of lower prices there because there's so many people. Especially mm. from the East Coast. Yeah. Going down well, there. Yeah, for the the East Coast goes down, and even Central America will come up, or they'll you know even. Is well, a lot of people similar... probably go to the Florida get their thing done and not tell anybody like I did and be like, I'm here for a vacation. Yeah, yeah. Well, is, yeah there, it's a great is there as much spot. risk yeah. in domestic medical tourism as there is yeah, international? I, well, I don't know if it's the you know from the surgeon perspective, but just travel in general. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a patient recently that came Anyone. back from Europe like the day before and I didn't know that and was there for a time talk and we ended up um, I canceled the surgery I rescheduled it because you know you travel that much I mean we don't know exactly why but people are higher risk for you know you're sitting in a plane for 12 hours you're not moving 
you have a higher chance of what's called, you know, venous thromboembolism. You can get a clot in your leg and then you go and then have surgery and you lay down Especially for six with hours. Tummy tucks. That's... Yeah, tummy tucks is the highest. Well, in Brazilian butt lists, tummy tucks highest issues in plastic surgery but yeah especially tummy tuck you know um people get blood clots mm -hmm. um and so well, yeah she also you, i don't want people traveling and flying too oh, yeah. like people get sick being confined in the little airplane you know breathing all the same air for however many well, hours and, and, and europe is i mean a lot of like um i've donated plasma before and like they won't let you donate plasma if you've been to europe for a long enough period mm -hmm. so it's like even from that perspective like there could be a, a danger to having them go under the knife or something yeah so i so when i i have very strict protocols for even people that are domestic he's very conservative with stuff like this so yeah i have you know if someone's coming for breast augmentation or to, especially a tummy tuck you know i kind of have things that we establish and i have a low threshold to give them blood thinners before surgery all my patients get sque leg squeezers and all Ted hose. So I do all the precautions, but I take extra precaution for traveling people. And then I give them strict instructions when they can go back to their you know state, depending on where they're coming from or if they're driving, traveling, what they have to do to get out of the car. I give them leg squeezers. We do all this stuff. Because, yeah, I don't want people coming here having surgery and going because you're right. Because now it's like, okay, now they go back to their state. And what if they have an issue mm -hmm. when they're back there? I'm responsible. They're my patient. So one thing I do try to do always, though, is find someone in their area that I can either refer trust or to. refer them to. So and I get a lot of people from California, so I have a lot of friends down there who, you know, I would refer them to. But, yeah, I mean, so there are people that want to travel because, you know, even here, Utah is very competitive. You know, I mean, it's not like it Florida, is. but it is very competitive. So we get a lot of people coming here, and they're willing to fly here to do stuff. So... But you're right. It's a huge thing. And they talk about that at the meeting. And so I try to be very conscious of that because I don't want to ever do anything that's going to harm my patients, yeah. you know. Well, right. I've been surprised at how many patients you have had come from different states. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it's yeah. been awesome. Yeah. We're super grateful for it. But I, I just didn't realize how many people mm -hmm. travel yeah. for mm -hmm. surgery. Totally. Yeah. It is. It's hard. Like, uh, I went a few days before. <laughs> Because uh, we wanted to do some like tourism stuff. Yeah, before, you wanted to actually you know, go on a vacation. I wanted to actually have, yes. But I wasn't eating anything and we went on a boat ride. All it, it, We went on a tour, <laughs> uh, like a an all day like boat like ride. An and I was so, so seasick. seasick. Oh. I couldn't even enjoy any of it because yeah. I couldn't like eat me. anything. Yeah, that like they were like, you're sick. not allowed to eat anything. And I didn't want, I wasn't going to risk it. Yeah. I've heard of a lot of patients, like a lot of people like don't obey the rules yeah. and it's That's like have issues. super sketchy. And I'm just like, I'm yeah. going to do everything I can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, so do they want your stomach clean? Is that part of the non-eating and the oh, yeah, your whole liquid diet system? Only? Yeah. Did they have you do anything to like clear your system out, like take any mag citrate or anything? No, okay. they, no they just no I would they bowel just prep or anything. Only yeah, only liquid for yeah. the whole week before. Yeah. And which is, I mean, that's yeah, kind pretty of much pretty the same much thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and but then coming home, I mean, luckily I didn't have any complications. Mm -hmm. Nothing bad happened. I mean, I was nauseous a lot, um, more than I feel like they told me I was more nauseous than more like most of the patients, mm -hmm. um, but. I was only nauseous for a few days and then, um, but coming back was kind of rough. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting on the plane. Yeah. I would definitely not recommend doing like layovers anywhere. Just uh, get a direct flight back and forth get and home. then just stand up on the flight as much as yeah. you can. But, yeah. Yeah. It was not very fun. I would have much rather, like, it's not very fun recovering in a hotel room. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
just even though even if you have a nice one it's still not fun yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just want sometimes be yeah being in your own bed is nice yeah, yeah. well cool thank you um for coming on cheryl you know and it's anytime someone's kind of sharing their own medical history and things you know it's it's very sensitive and private for people. So thank you for being willing to share that. I know, like I said, you do share some of this on social media. Mm -hmm. So what's your social media? Is this something that's like to the public that sure. you can share? Who's, yeah. where can we follow you So at? you can follow me on Instagram, I guess. You can mm -hmm. follow my weight loss account. It's yeah. not like that yeah, cool or that? anything. It's uh, exciting though. It's, like it's, it's exciting Dates and yeah. things, but uh, it's called On the Way Down. On the... On the and then underscore way is like W E I G H. I'll put it in the uh, in the description yeah. correctly. Oh, so. Yeah, so That's, I like that. Okay. Yeah, and then my nice play on words. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Creative. I thought about it and I was like, oh, that's a great idea. I'm Love do it. it. <laughs> uh, and then my personal one, you can follow me too. It's Sherry Vol. Cool. Oh yeah. So that's what I think I tagged you in earlier too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think yeah. I think your story, you know, for anybody that watches it, is going to be really helpful. You know, maybe there's people out there that are contemplating the same thing and to get that kind of personal perspective on what they can expect if they choose to go through it could be really helpful mm -hmm. you never know who you're gonna inspire with your story it's true yeah. thank you yeah and i'm gonna definitely come to jerry when i stabilize <laughs> stable, and get yeah. this little apron thing take it off yeah, well, yeah for sure <laughs> Yeah, I think, and one thing I, I think just learning and talking to you is that, you know, there are, you know, people who do their research and you just, as long as you know, you're doing your research, you've talked to people and you, you know, you feel comfortable and confident and you know, you understand the risks. That is right. a big part. It doesn't matter what country you're in. You need to know everything and the risk and even, you know, elective stuff that I do for patients. You need to know the risks mm -hmm. and the benefits and all that. And so when you're well-educated, you're well-informed, and you can make that decision. You have a, a good brain, and, you know, you're an adult, so, mm -hmm. yeah, you can make that decision. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, no one can judge you for that. Um, no one so, should. No one should, yeah. Um, and, you know, like you said, like, there's pros and cons for everything here and there. And so I think that's just the most important thing, mm -hmm. you know, is kind of understanding that and then what you want to do from there. Yeah. So. I'm sure I, I'm glad I could come on here because I was always I was a little bit nervous because I was like oh he's gonna judge me so hard like he is so judging me and I mean I know that you have like your opinions and everything about it and so I think it's cool to like have that like yeah interaction I, I guess mean, the conversation I think Jerry's about definitely it. one of the most non-judgmental people I know oh yeah at least yeah. at least face to face right oh right <laughs> who knows yeah, what him and Mindy talk about at night <laughs> he really is and what's interesting is he's especially the most non-judgmental when it comes to other physicians he will never ever talk bad about another physician he mentions that he wants you to be informed just mm -hmm. like he did it's the only thing he'll do is he'll do your research the worst thing I've ever heard him say is did you know that's not really a plastic surgeon? Yeah. That's Which the worst. I think he thing. mentions like on every podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Well, I mean, he's that's very, he's very passionate about cosmetic it, surgeons it's... pretending to be plastic surgeons. Yeah, because they're lying. They're yeah. lying to and their patients you end as up a physician. Some of the complications that happen, but that's yeah. a whole nother. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe lying is a strong yeah. word. They're deceiving the public. I mm -hmm. shouldn't say lying. In my, yeah. in my um, opinion, it's lying, but deceiving the public as to what their credentials are. Right. Just say yeah. what you are. If you're a dentist and you want to do uh, cosmetic surgery, just say that. But, you know, people need to know what your credentials are and so they can make an informed decision. Right. Exactly. Right? If it was a plastic surgeon doing your gastric sleeve bypass but tried to say that they were a minimally invasive <laughs> surgeon, like, you should know that. And be right. like, I don't know if I want that guy doing my gastric sleeve, you know? Mm -hmm. So, same thing. Right. That's, that's 
that's what irks me. And that's why I just get passionate about it because... That's the most negative, though, that he ever gets about <laughs> another physician. He always... Like, he even when he's on call, if he has complications from another physician come in, he never dogs the physician. Things happen. Yeah. And like you even mentioned, like, it's, someone took it's care very of my patient. patient it yeah, it's very patient-specific. Like, me and you could go in the exact same time, exact same day. Mm-hmm. I guess not exact same time, but we could get the same... Surgery done, yeah. and it would be totally different. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have different complications yeah. and different things, and it's yeah. just like so. He's not. Yeah. He just wants well, patients cool. to be informed. Yeah. Yep. That's well, why everybody loves him. Yep. Mm. Well, thanks right. for tuning in to Doctor. <laughs> Someone <laughs> spelled my name wrong again today. I I'll oh, have to post one, huh? it. Yeah, I'll I'll post it. Let me actually let me tell you what it was. Hey, this is number forty four, forty five. Hold on. <laughs> I took a photo of it because I thought it was hilarious. I was hoping we've started getting Christmas cards, and I every oh, time I look at a Christmas card, I'm hoping Chid, someone spelled it wrong. Chids, Chid, Chidsler, 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 C H I D E S L E. So yeah, an L instead of a T. Chidsler. The L is not even near the T on the keyboard. Chidsler. That's all. Well, <laughs> yeah, so that didn't work. But that's a good one. That's a number. That's a new one. I'll post that Chittisler. soon. Chittisler. I got it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, Dr. So Chittisler. I, I did that t-shirt design. Yeah, okay. You, you had like 24 or 25 of them, but like the <laughs> list was too long, so I had to cut it down to like the top 15. Yeah. I think that's so many, dude. So many. As long as Terry going. Tiddler's yeah, on there, we're that's, good. Terry Tiddler. Terry Tiddler. Well, this is Terry Tiddler, Chittisler MD, signing out. Ron Nichols. Mindy, my wonderful wife. What is, what is Mindy's last name? Oh, Chinister. Oh, yeah. And Cheryl Stout, right? Mm-hmm. S-T-O-U-T. I don't know why I spelled like that. Like the beer. Stout, <laughs> like the beer. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Next week, I don't know exactly what we're going to be doing. We're going to do something awesome. And we're going to have a, another guest, most likely. I think the next Secret two guest. weeks, uh, I'm going to wear uh, my uh, Christmas uh, suit jacket and then my, oh, and then my ugly okay. sweater. So, so you're hinting. The next yeah. two weeks are going to be Christmas-themed episodes. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool. Well, so, you're wearing your Utah today. Well, that's because tomorrow's the big game. Big game. Pac-12 championship. Oregon. Oregon. If they win, oh, they might get to play game. in the playoffs oh, for the yeah. national championship. Huge. Not that so, Mindy cares because she yeah, hates Utah, but that's yeah, right. I don't but hate them. I want she them doesn't like win. them because I owe them a lot of money for going to school there. I told Jerry I will be. I will switch from being a BYU fan <laughs> to a Utah fan when they forgive his student loans. Oh, yeah. So that's watch that happen. So go Utes. Cold we'll see you guys next in week. Florida. Chit chat with Chitty, Chittister MD, specialized in hand anesthetic surgery. Kick start my day, grab some Thai food on the way. Call me the tasteless surgeon as you watch me stuff my face. Rocket Jordans with my suit. I'm a true gentleman. BMW matted black. Used to ride a minivan. Augment reality. Upsize and get a lift. Give that nose a job if you really need to see it shift. Got them wrinkles running scared. Kill them with some Botox. Keep your face looking fresh like my 50 pairs of shocks. Shy town, Saudi Arabia, high school, college, FAU. Loma Linda, USC. Back to Utah round two. Not just simply tight. Like some creamer, I'm half and half. Watch me drop it like it's hot when you really need to laugh. Seven finger tummy tuck Everything in between Hit me up on Instagram Create reality from a dream Chit, chat, chit, chat with Chitty Chit, chat, chit, chat with Chitty Chit, chat, chit, chat with Chitty Chit, chat with Chitty Sir, MD